Super Talk Mississippi media production. Let's talk about Mississippi State, Texas A&M. Joining me at this time from the Dallas Morning News, Alex Miller covering the Aggies for that publication. This has been a uh, an interesting year for Texas A&M. I'm going to start with sort of a big picture question. You know, A&M three and what uh, or four and three on the season. Still games yeah. coming with with Georgia, with LSU. So they're not going to be favored in those games. And Mississippi State has been an interesting series for them. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Overall, as a fan base, are A and M fans going to be patient with Jimbo Fisher? Is there a lot of pressure on him in year two, or are they just going ahead and and is accepting what things have been these past two seasons, and they're looking forward to years three and four? Well, you know, last year kind of exceeded expectations in some ways, and finally beating LSU really satisfied a lot of A and M fans. That was the first time A and M had done that as a member of the SEC, but. You know, coming into the year, I mean, people pegged A&M to finish 8-4 and four at best, given their schedule. I mean, they had Clemson, Bama, Georgia, and LSU still ahead. But, I mean, right now A&M's kind of on track to finish where a lot of people expected. They lost to Auburn, but I think Auburn has exceeded expectations in their own regard and really caught A&M off guard and won a big game early in the season at Kyle Field. But... You know, this next these next three games are really pivotal because you know there there are three games that A and M can win, but there are three games A and M can lose. They have three straight at home, and like you said, Mississippi State's kind of been a thorn in the side of the Aggies the last three years, and so dropping one of these games really puts a lot of pressure on A and M to finish above five hundred. I mean, if you lose one to Mississippi State or South Carolina at home, you're really looking at six and six this season, which is not what Jimbo Fisher wanted to hopefully build on uh, in his second year in College Station. So the thing, though, is that, you know, Jimbo's locked in for 10 years. Aggie fans are going to have to be patient. And in this day and age, coaches seem to be judged more year one, year two, which is just ridiculous. I mean, if you want a real change, you've got to let a coach come in and do his thing. It's going to be year three and four before you really start seeing – the true identity of that coaching staff. So A&M's got the pieces to have have a solid run, but they're going to have to go out and win games no matter what it takes. We've hit on it a little bit, but Mississippi State's won four of the last five in this series, including three straight. Um, and, and for me, you know, talking to other people who cover A&M and just from what I've seen, the biggest difference is that Mississippi State has been such a physical football team and Texas A&M just wasn't these past few games. For my part, I don't think Mississippi State is that same physical football team it's been in years past. For A&M, are they built differently this season? Mm, I don't necessarily know built differently. The, the offensive line has struggled. Uh, they haven't really gelled as much. Um, but they're, they're definitely better in the secondary. I'll say that. They've been a lot better defending the pass. Linebacker play has been really solid with Buddy Johnson. He kind of leads the defense. Anthony Hines, he stepped in coming off missing last year due to injury, filling in veteran spots from Tyrell Dodson and Otara Waka. So the, the defense as a whole has improved, but the, the physicality on the offensive line hasn't necessarily been there. And in Putting a freshman running back, they're really short uh, in, at depth at running back. So I, I'd say it's kind of similar, but um, the front the front seven on defense has been pretty stout against the run this season. Ole Miss got theirs last week on a few big plays, and that's definitely a point of emphasis this week going into Mississippi State for A&M. 
One thing I've, I've noticed in the times that I've got a chance to watch A&M is they have struggled at times protecting Kellen Mond on the offensive line. How worried are, are you about that offensive line? Can Mississippi State take advantage of, of Texas A&M there? Yeah, I think I think that's definitely an area of concern for A&M looking ahead. I mean, Ole Miss got four sacks against A&M last week, and, and it's week eight now. I mean, this is the eighth game of the season. You would think by now that the offensive line would start to gel and start to take a step forward. That was kind of the thing last year. Early in the season, A&M struggled to protect Kellen Mond. And then later in the season, the offensive line really got got itself in gear and really took steps forward. I mean, A&M had the SEC's leading rusher, Travion Williams. He rushed for a school record in a single season. I mean, you don't do that with a bad offensive line necessarily. But that, that that hasn't quite been the case this season. There hasn't been that forward shift that you saw last year. And so, yeah, I, I would say that Mississippi State, they've got a good chance to get to Kellen Mond often this weekend. Defensively, you mentioned that improved secondary, and A&M's pass defense has been a lot better. Mississippi State, I think, wants to come out and try to establish the run and then go to the pass. How is the A&M run defense? Do you think Mississippi State can be successful, or is that an area of strength for the Aggies? Well, you know, Nick Fitzgerald isn't around anymore. He, he ran up and down the field against A&M in the last three years. I think Haggy fans are really glad he won't be suiting up for the Bulldogs this weekend. But, you know, Kylan Hill didn't get to play in the game last year, so A&M hasn't faced him. Um, so, yeah, I, and, and Trader seems to have gotten gotten some good, some good plays in early on and – so I, I, I'm really curious to see how A&M responds, though. Like I said, they, they gave up 250 yards to Ole Miss last week. Ole Miss run-oriented offense, trending towards at least with Scotty Phillips, John Rice Plumley. Yeah, and A&M was solid against the run, give or take five or six plays against Ole Miss last week. So, I mean, if they're able to eliminate some of those bigger runs, I think A&M has proven to be pretty sound against the run game this year. They, they were they were pretty good stopping Booby Whitlow and Travis Etienne, uh, Najee Harris. He had a pretty good fourth quarter, but before that, Aiden was really able to stop Alabama in the run game to an extent. So I'd say yes and no. Um, but if they can open up the passing game, I mean, Stephen Geardry and Osiris Mitchell. I mean, they they had some big games against Aiden last year. So Aiden's got to be careful in the in the pass game too. If I said there's one thing A&M must do and one thing they must avoid in this game, what is it? One one thing they must do and one thing they must avoid. One thing they must avoid, the big plays. I mean, if you go back and watch A&M's game against Auburn, Auburn took the life out of Kyle Field on their very first drive, running reverse for a touchdown. It was like a 50-yard touchdown. Mississippi State's had slow starts from what I've read up on them. And so if the Bulldogs can really come out with some fire, it's an 11 o'clock game. I mean, I don't really know how ecstatic and electric Kyle Fields is going to be at that hour. So going on the road and Mississippi State needs to win, A&M needs to win. It's a big game for both teams in their trajectory for the rest of the year. I I think it's imperative that Mississippi State comes out guns blazing and figures a way to establish some early momentum, I think that I think that can be really big for Mississippi State, and that's something that A&M definitely needs to avoid. The Aggies have been pretty solid in the first quarter, too, so I'm not too sure if that'll happen, but if it does, that, that could definitely be uh, a game-changer early on and set a tone from the get-go. 
one thing A&M must do, I, 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 I'll go back to protecting Kellen Mond. Um, I think A&M's got to find a way to figure that out. And also, too, I, I think A&M needs to continue its running success. Uh, running the ball has been a big issue for the Aggies this year, too, going hand-in-hand with the offensive line. But over over the last uh, few games in SEC play, A&M's increased its total in rushing yards every single week. They've used Kellen Moore in a quarterback run schemes. Uh, freshman running back Isaiah Spiller, he's been he's been getting better each and every week. He had his probably his best game of the season last week, too. He ran for 78 yards on 16 carries, which is pretty pedestrian, but considering he had zero yards on seven carries against Arkansas just three weeks ago, that's a huge step forward. And he didn't have any negative rushes, something he hadn't had this year. And he, he had a 22-yard touchdown at the end of the game that kind of put kind of put the game on ice for the Aggies. So the, continuing the running success and protecting Kellen's definitely got to be uh, something A&M has to do this weekend, if I had to say. All right, we'll see if Mississippi State can continue the success it's had in years past against Texas A&M, or will the Aggies uh, turn this uh, series around on Saturday at Caulfield. Alex, man, thanks so much for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Give that to everybody. Uh, at AlexMill20, two okay. L's. All right, if you want to keep up with the Aggies uh, this week and, of course, you know, going into the future. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.